Hey, good people, how we doing? Look, fifth set on patiently waiting. These industry blank ain't friends, they know how to pretend. Well, I'm glad that in my tenure of being in the industry, doing my little music thing, I have met some people that have not pretended <laughs> and that are friends. And one of those brothers is uh, someone that we have with us today. I'm telling you, it, it ran long, but it's it's because it's just brothers talking. It's just family talking. And y'all get to be uh, a fly on the wall, sort of, for this amazing conversation. It runs a little long, but it is worth every second of it. So y'all enjoy, and I'll talk to y'all a bit later. Hell All yeah, right, peace. man. All right. Hey, good people. How we doing? Look, I have someone special for us today to talk to. This is sometimes we describe people as, yo, that's my brother, that's my brother, that's my sister. Nah, but this is my actual brother, not in blood, but in creativity, in um, pathways in life. One of those people that I talk to that see me through my ups and my downs, my trials and my, and my victories. Y'all give it up to the artist formerly known as Jinx, but now goes as Derek Jenkins. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, guys? That's that's crazy. I'm like Prince, man. I'm just out here. <laughs> if there were any, if there were ever an artist uh, that I know who embodies that type of Prince vibe of like just trying everything and not only trying everything, but pretty much succeeding at every uh, everything he's tried his hand out at musically it would be uh Derek now and and I'm I might call you Jinx a couple times I'm just so used to it I'm I'm gonna try to stay on code. <laughs> hey man, you know what it is? Like I look at it like when you see people Kendrick, you know, it's, it's always going to be K-Dot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But he's Kendrick. You know, Jinx, Jinx is my literal nickname. Like, a mom, my clothes, you know, everybody calls me Jinx still, man. It's just, you know, I had to end that uh that era, man. There was a lot of baggage with that name. So I just had to, it was all about evolution, man, and learning who I was. And and I am Derek Jenkins, man, at the end of the day. And that's so important. See, now, now I usually come into interviews with notes, but uh, like I said, we uh, we get on so well that I, I don't have any notes, so I don't know where this conversation is going to go. Uh, it's not going to be structured, but I will say uh, Derek is one of the few people or one of the initial people that I could have stayed on the phone with for like an hour, two hours, and it not feel like any time at all. I used to hate being on long phone conversations, but he was a, one of the only people. So this might be a long one. Yeah. So first, I want to start off with that, right? So we talk about the idea of changing your name, the brand shift. Right. And for those of y'all who know, who uh, have listened to me before, you know that I've recently gone through a brand shift and a, and a shift in who I am. And I had to change my name. Derek used to know me as Bobby Illa. Right. For those of y'all who know, know the old uh, Kyle, Bobby, Bobby Illa was, was a totally different, uh, different beast. What does it take for you inside, internally, not just on social media, not just on your platform, not just whatever. What does it take for you to to get to that point where you know you need to change? who Not who you are, but how you see yourself and how the world sees you. Uh, well, it was kind of like weird because at first, um, at first the jinx thing was really just from a, like, like a branding perspective. So it was like, um, I used to feel like there were brands that were bigger and also um, people within the same space as me, uh, sp specifically like Brandon Jinx. 
who um, I felt like it was kind of like this clash of, you yeah. know, uh, Google searches and shit. Um, and so that was kind of like the initial thing for me. But then as time evolved and I started going through things, um, it kind of took on a different meaning. And me going by my actual name is really just me kind of feeling like, um, you know, when we first met, weirdly enough, that was, you know, and that was back in what, 2013, 14? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Woo. That we were working on uh, Funeral Kings, um, you know, the, the record that I consider um, the coming out party for, for me, which was like me discovering who I was as an artist, but I still was like learning though. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so over time, I feel like I've really finally found out who I am as an artist, as a person, as a man. Um, and I think that me just switching over that name symbolizes all of that, leaving all the, the baggage of what that Jinx name carried behind and just being like, yo, like this is, I know for a fact who I am, what I do, what I stand for. Yes. Um, and I, that's pretty much where it was. So it, it became that, but initially it wasn't any, it wasn't that deep. It was just like a, damn, when you Google Jinx, like my shit doesn't come up first and I don't like it. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. So I have a, so when you think about what is the change and we're going to get into um, your history a little bit later, but is there any change between musically between Jinx and Derek Jenkins? Yes and no. Like I said, the only, the difference is that like I have a I have a one hundred percent understanding of what I do and who I am. Whereas a lot of those earlier records, you can still even with Funeral Kings, there's moments on it where, um, you can still hear me trying to figure it out, like yeah. you know, so I'm trying to play with different styles, and I'm not one hundred percent sure of what what the sound is and what I'm just kind of trying a lot of different things. And, and that, and that ultimately is what I am, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like you said, I just, um, I look up to the pe the Pharrell's and the, and the Kanye and the, and the people like that who were willing to just say that, like, don't just when you think, you know, me think again. And that's kind of like where you know, that's, that's the cloth I come from. So, uh, but it was figuring that out. So I think, um, Musically, there's a lot of similarities, but there's just a more direct focus and a, mm -hmm. a, like a more uh, solid understanding of, of what I am and what I do. So I think that that's, that would be the difference between the two is just, you know, a lot more mature, seasoned, of course. Yeah. And, shit. Um, and that's the beauty of going through things, too, because I feel like we met at a time where we were so um, wide-eyed about life and the possibilities of what was what was coming right we we both met at a time where we were you know not at our peak but musically we were just getting into to like finding what we who we are and we were you know people were talking and and buzzing and things were happening things were moving um and we both had this sort of hunger this drive, this confidence, this like, yo, it's gonna be crazy, yep. you know? And I think, I, I always think when, when talking to you, I think about Kid Cudi because that kind of has a, a through line, both of us, because we both have that sort of- yeah, We've uh, always talked about that from the beginning, bro. Yeah, that yeah. vulnerability and that, you know, but I wonder in this, I wanna ask you this, I wonder because you think, you think about the early Cudi projects and like you said, he's trying to figure it out. Not so much, well, musically as well, but also life, trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. 
Right. What in your earlier days, right? Um, I'm talking maybe even before we met. What drove you to the realization that music could be the pathway to an answer? Because a lot of people just do music because they want to be cool. A lot of people do music because they want the girls or want the blah, 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 blah. But when, I, when we speak our, and when we do music together, our music is always kind of searching for an answer, searching for ourselves in, in the music. What drove you to that point of like, yo, this could be, this could be a, treasure, a treasure chest? Um, like, do you mean just, uh, just the bare, like, I'm going to make music or like, I can make a career out of music. Cause those are two well, different things. Oh, now see, that's interesting. So, so first talk about the, the music itself, but then talk about the career, because I think it's important to differentiate those two. Yeah. Yeah. So just the initial, which is weird, man. Um, I mean, I've told you this before, but I, I, I wasn't like the kid that was like, seven years old like I'm gonna make music um I would just dance around the kitchen pretending I was Michael Jackson and shit and then and, and that was just me innately like not even realizing that I had this need to entertain and to be like whatever mm -hmm. um and perform um express myself in whatever way um but when I really started making music um specifically you know hip-hop mm -hmm. um it was around this is like around like Eminem show time like you know, mm. 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying Time, like all that shit, 8 Mile and all that. And uh, me and my friends were kind of um, playing around with it. And I really just fell in love because I was always like a writer, just writing like poetry or short stories or things like that. So I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of like right up my alley. And it just made me feel electrified in a way that I had never been before. Um, but what really was the turning point was I had a, um, my uncle Howie, rest in peace, um, was a musician and, mm. he had, and he had a band, uh, like a local band. He was one of the first people I personally knew that um, actively like did music, played music and, okay. and all that. So he had a studio in his house. And when I first wanted to try to do the rap thing, I was kind of like, ah, oh, like, you know, what better place to go than here? So I went there and he's like a straight, like, it was like a funk type, you know, R&B soul type band, you know? So definitely not in the red, especially what I was doing. Cause I thought I was Joel Santana back in those days. <laughs> coming in there with the complete opposite of what his world is. Yeah. I went in there, did some records. And I remember him like telling my mom, like, yo, like he is, he's got something. And back then I was tr super trash. And he's like, yo, like he's got, got like real potential. And that lit a spark for me initially mm -hmm. to be like, oh, like an actual musician. Cause at this point I'm like 13, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm like, I'm, I'm young enough to look at him, even though it was, you know, local band or whatever. But to me, I'm like, I really respect his opinion when it comes to this music. And he kind of lit that spark. And um, that was the first time that I ever had my music on a CD. Wow. And, you know, so it was kind of just like this thing. And I thought I was the man just, you know, in my, <laughs> small, in my small town, just running around like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to the studio. So I, I brought a couple of my friends with me the first time we went. And it was like a, to me, it was like a big deal. So that kind of just lit the fire. Um, and then when I moved out West with my dad to Spokane, um, I started going to real studios mm. and people started reacting to me in a certain type of way. It was, there was something to the attention that I got being mm -hmm. young, being able to rap with grown men. 
mm-hmm. um, that that kind of was like, all right, cool. Like that's like that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's just the genesis of it. I mean, that's kind of the short the short answer to it. You know, obviously there's a long journey in between all that, whatever. But if we're talking like professionally, yeah. where I'm like, oh, like. <laughs> Like you yeah. can make a living with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it probably was around Funeral King's time, like 2013, like making that record. Um, not even expecting the guys uh, that that rocked with me to make that record, not even expecting them to trust me enough to make a soundtrack to a whole film, which I'm still to this day, like so grateful for and just so like, so lucky to have been, um, accepted by these people who I respect in their mm-hmm. field, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, Chris, Jesse and Nick, who, you know, at the time were lying share and, um, you know, the, the people behind the film and they just trusted me to, to do it and just believed in it enough to say, Hey, look, we're, we're going to do this whole thing. And then it was like the movies being shown in like the Chinese theater. And I'm like, this is not a small deal. Like this is yeah. kind of a big thing, you know? And then, uh, from there, you know, it kind of just made me feel like, uh, you know, these people have worked with enough people that I, that I respect, you know, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Hamilton's and the, you know, they, they had did sessions with like Nas and shit. And I was like, mm-hmm. for them to hear whatever I'm doing and say, I believe in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was just off to the races, bro. Like, I'm like, you know, I can, these, these are people that are actually doing the things that I, aspire to do and at the time they had that big uh andy grammar record the keep your head up joint which was huge at that mm. time and i'm like okay like i'm you know if, if if they if these people believe in it and uh say that it's that it's going then you know I, i'm probably in the right place so i want to get a little bit of technical things out of the way first because uh there are going to be a lot of people that listen who are now um either in a, in a very young stage of their uh, music career or they are um sitting without being seasoned if you mm. understand what i mean right like they're they're they've been doing it right and they're looking to see what's the next step what was the process for you to become because there are a lot of rappers right there are a lot of people who who, who rap but they're not that many rappers who cross over to professional musician and by professional i mean getting paid you know opening up big shows one of the one of the first shows that i did uh with jinx uh or it was with jinx rather we opened up for alan stone i i opened i was a part of jinx open Derek opening up for alan stone and this was at um williamsburg hall of music i still got the 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 Artist pass somewhere in my in my room. Oh, you do? Um, yeah, I still got that, man. Uh, that was a big night. <laughs> but uh, how did how did you get? Because I, before we get into the deeper things, I think people have to know how to cross that path, right? Because a lot of artists are just just throwing darts and not really making it stick. How did you make it stick? Well. I mean, you know, obviously we, we know that there's a, there's a lot, you know, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, as my brother in this thing, that there's a, a lot more to what I'm about to say. So it gets, it gets real deep, yeah. but, uh, but the, just the, it is important to have a good team of people and, mm-hmm. um, and to have, uh, have people fill in the blanks and, and to understand your weaknesses and to put people in positions to fill in those blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, uh, so I think that that's important um, is to have a good team and to really, you know, be able to admit when you don't have the capabilities to do a specific thing. So a lot of things that were happening were just me just developing these relationships and um, having people make great decisions, you know, at, at the yeah. time, no matter what. Obviously, like I said, it gets deeper because there's also a dark side to the team shit. Yeah. Well, before you get into the deep part, I want to ask you this, right? Because uh, there's, there's a, today there is this kind of milieu and attitude that, uh, like a Russ, right, where you want to do everything and be everything, right? Yeah. We were probably in the last era before everything became so accessible, right? We were we we weren't we were like we weren't even on the cusp. We were a little bit before the cusp of SoundCloud and those things, mm -hmm. right? We were still yeah. grinding in certain different ways, and I don't think Spotify. We were we weren't Spotify yet. Um, so what? And today it's much more accessible. Everyone can do everything. But speak to the necessity for still having to have a, a, a proper team. Do you think it, you still think, need it, or? Yeah, I think even Russ has a team. I think mm -hmm. you know. I think I think that even you know he he has some. It's not just him. He's not you know mm -hmm. <laughs> answering the phone calls you know and all that. Like there's somebody that is is helping to some degree. I think with him, it's just he's showing the importance of the artist on the mm -hmm. artist side of things to take control as much as you can because, and, it, and it's true because um, the fact is Russ is probably richer than a lot of people's favorite rappers because he's, yeah. he's writing, he's mixing, he's mastering. These are all things that drive an artist like me crazy because I'm mm -hmm. like, if I get the record, like, you know, I put out this last EP, I put out, I want to be young. Mm -hmm. I tell people, I'm like, I could have literally bought a car, like a nice car. Mm -hmm. instead of putting out this record. That's how wow. much I'm into it. And that's like, people don't even see that side of things and understand that like, I legit could have bought a nice car. I have a $2,000 car, bro. You know what mm, I'm saying? And yeah. it's like, those, those, so, so with that being said, it could have been so much different. All those, you know, placements that, that we got, um, commercial placements, video game placements, all these different things imagine the type of bread that I would have saw had I produced everything, mixed everything, mastered everything. It would have been so he's, I think he definitely sheds a light on that. And I'm with that all the way. But mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, the team, um, you know, you still need someone to, you know, help with marketing and publicist or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It'd be great if someone was able to do all that. I just, I feel like that's just sounds exhausting to me. I think that a lot of times too, we, like we, with the phones, right? With the apps and all these, we, we sit and voy um, voyeuristically watch people and we live vicariously through these artists that simplify, super simplify their mm -hmm. process. So yeah. it's like, like the reason why I brought up Russ and I, you know, I, I like his, his method. I, I'm not, I like his, what he's doing. Um, but what I don't like, and it doesn't really have to do with him more so the artists, that watch him is people think, okay, I'm going to be independent and I'm going to do it in a week and I'm just going to sit and do everything and everything is just going to come and I'm just going to do it myself. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about, well, continue to talk about your process and how you got plugged in with people. And you and this is important, like 
if you didn't get this, you got to get this. People listening, you have to get this. Jinx said that he could have had a nice car, right? But instead, he put that into his art. He put that into something to give to, to, to the world. A lot of times what we do is we are so, we put it out so we could get stuff for ourselves, so we can make it look nice on the surface, so we can make every, so we can make ourselves look comfortable with how people see us. But the real artist, the true artist, the true person that's living in their, in their purpose is the person that's going to say, you know what, I'll look bad for right now, but I believe in my purpose so much, I believe in giving it out to the world so much that I'm going to reinvest in myself. Got, y'all got to reinvest in yourself. Got to reinvest in yourself. Whatever you're doing, if you're not going to willing to sacrifice for it, whether it be a career or a marriage, relationship, a friendship, if it's not sacrifice involved, then you tell yourself that you don't really believe in it that much. You believe more in, in your flash and more in your chains and more in your car, more in your looking good, which, more which in the is, Which is so the era that we're in now. Faking the funk is, I, I see it, man. All yeah. And it's hard for me to do that, bro. It, it, just Just because it's not my personality just in general, but like... And I want to ask you that too. Well, I, I don't want to get off of the, the process thing, but this is an important question because it's not your personality to be flashy. Like, and that's, I think, why we got on so much. I am pretty ostentatious when I go out and dress, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Like, it's like, there's this, but it's like, I want it to be real though. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm like, like, trust and believe when I'm in a position to where I will feel good about mm. just getting that Run DMC rope. I'm getting the Run <laughs> DMC rope, bro. And I'm going to be stunting on them like, yo, y'all never thought this would happen, but look it, look look what happened, you know? And that's, exactly. but I want, it, I want it to be real. I don't want it to be like, you know, I don't want to, I, I always want it to be real. And that's not the priority. The priority is to, is to build this thing and to like, and to express myself and to, and to relate to people, connect to people and um and be able to do what makes me happy for the rest of my life mm. that's, that's, that's what's important to me so you how, how did you go about finding a team because i know a little bit mm -hmm. and i've never been um until now until and, and that's the thing until now because now i know it's not just about me and my music when i was in music why i had to separate was it became so about me and my ego that it wasn't gelling properly um, but how did you find your team? Because team building is so important. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, well, weirdly enough, it was just a matter of putting myself out there. Um, mm. Putting myself out there and just doing, uh, you know, it really, it really kind of does um, point to the importance of networking and um, and building just in that organic way where, you know, you work with a couple people, a couple people hear that, and then they started reaching out. It started kind of building from there, and I just kept building, 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 and then it yeah. just kind of organically, you know, in a, in a thousand different ways, you know, there was, there was people that helped me in so many ways, whether it was from a management, um, licensing, or um, investors, or whatever. All of these people just kind of organically fell in just from building relationships, which I think is so important for people. Yeah. Um, is to is to never you never know who you're gonna meet through whatever yeah. avenue. You know, it's so important to just be humble and um, be willing to yeah exchange energy with people, man. And it goes back to investing too, because not only do you do we invest monetarily or 
energy wise into our career, but we invest into the people around us as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I know that a lot of times just the affirmation that you gave me uh, musically and uh, the conversation that we had gave me the, the steam and the fuel to keep on going and, and gave me wow. ideas. You know what I'm saying? So I, I same, bro. Same. Like, like, especially in those times, it's just so it, it, it's wild for me to think that there's people that rock with you now that have no idea about this, like rap Bobby Illa, like, because <laughs> like we, we really, man, it's some of the, some of the funnest times for me, man, just thinking about how, like you said, but just like that. I don't want to say like naive, but there was still this like childlike thing about us that was just like thinking so big and yeah. we so ambitious. And, um, you know, there's, there's something real special about that. That'll always be a part of, you know, my better memories of music. Cause there's a lot of things in this, in this business that have, that pissed me off, but that's one of the great and, things. You know? And I think we have to get into that. We, I, I want to say first, before we get into the, um, the darker side of the, industry which i'm sure everyone knows you can look at youtube you can watch every, you know but i want to i definitely think that we should touch on that but i do want to a little bit talk about the idea of the the freedom of being young right i think we made we did make um mistakes um i i personally made a bunch of mistakes okay. that um i uh didn't lead me to the most optimized uh, career in music but I always have to say that nothing just happens so we were talking about this the other day where like a lot of times people try to get things that other people have and what might be cool for you might kill me right so mm -hmm. I want to how do you as a artist who has been through a lot of crazy times and um, a lot of maybe naivete and have been given space to be young. How do you bounce back from that as an older artist? Right. Especially oh, as an artist who um, in hip hop, which is, you know, constantly trying to be young, but now is making space for people who have lessons and who are learning. How do you bounce back? Um, well, to speak to that, mm -hmm. I personally have a theory that hip-hop that that whole young man's game thing mm -hmm. i think a lot of that comes from the fact that when we think about it the first hip-hop records were really bubbling in like 1975 or so mm. so when you think about that in you know from then until now it's like hip-hop is still a baby in in a lot of ways you know oh, like sure. hip-hop is not even old it wasn't old enough to have a bono but now we got hove out here and we have a bono yeah yeah <laughs> and so so we've never been able to like see it so i think the that that thing is changing you know because these these artists are getting on later on macklemore wasn't 21 um these uh who else you know a lot of a lot of people are getting on a lot in fact a lot of the people that are running hip hop right now are exactly our age. Really, you know the Drakes and the Kendricks and the um, and the Coles, like those those dudes are, you know, whatever. So it's it's kind of like one of those things where I think that that is changing. Um, there, there is always that thought. I mean, I did. I I had a moment where I went through that whole thing where it's like, yo, like that's the 
battling with that stigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that, man. Because I'm, cause like I said, at the, yeah, I mean, if I'm being real, because I'm just like, yo, like I know that at the end of the day, if money didn't exist, I would be doing this exact same thing. No matter what, wow. at the end of the day, like I would be doing exactly what I'm doing. So it's never been. I, I just never was that guy. Yes, I wanted to be um, famous, but not for the reasons why most people want to be famous. I wanted to be famous for having the best shit. And yeah. Having, you know what I'm saying? And having yes. the, um, and that's it. You know, I didn't want to, you know, be, you know, you know, I had my jokes and shit about how I was trying to get at Miley Cyrus and all this other <laughs> shit, whatever, which is also, that's also facts. But it's like, but with that being said, like, I'm like, not, my thing was more about being a great artist. Yeah. Being a great, you know, and, and, and the people that I look up to and the people that inspired me were all people that cared so much about the art. Like I yes. was lucky enough to have idols that that were about the art and were about, um, you know. Your girl JoJo is, is bubbling now, you know that. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 I was uh, I was I was uh watching that she has this thing where she was covering uh Caught Up in the Rapture by Anita Baker and oh, bro whoo, I told you man. I said I might have to hit I might have to hit my brother up and say you know I'm I might have to steal her away for a little I might have to get back in the studio write a little song about it or whatever. <laughs> bro that's been that's my like I mean it's just like it's like the perfect we're both from Massachusetts Mm-hmm. Um, around the same age, but I was into her, bro. Like just her being, you know, she when she was a child star, I was a, I was a child too. Mm-hmm. So you know, that was just like my crush, bro. And then it's just like she has that Tina Marie thing about her. Ah, that, you you know what I'm saying? That's kind of like she got so much soul, but she ain't like she ain't that white girl that's like trying hella hard though. Exactly. Like she ain't, you know what I'm saying? She ain't she ain't stepping out of bounds and none of that. She's just. That's just in her, you know what I'm saying? We we gonna get into. I'm now I'm gonna have to take notes because we, I want to get into some things. We gonna talk. We have, we gonna have a woman talk at the right. at some point in this because <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Um, so I, I want to get into a little bit of the dark side of of uh, music, and I want to take this not from because we are not victims, right? If if I know anything about. Uh, Derek, I know that he is a, a winner and a survivor and a and a um, a person that is not gonna let anybody take anything away from him. Uh, so we're not gonna sit here and tell you the boo hoos, but we're gonna tell you some of the real reals, right? Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about about your experience with the not so beautiful side of music. Um, shit, man, where where do we start? Like. It's, uh... <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, I, you know, I've personally gone through a lot of, a lot of things, and um, I think like if I if I could tell artists anything, it's just to expect the bullshit and to kind of just be ready to to weather that storm because it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Okay. And um, you know. It's hard for me to just like jump into one specific thing, you know. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, well. So how about this? Let's say um, if you were telling a young artist the top, let's let's say three things that they need to watch out for in this industry. 
what would that be? To watch. Well, first of all, I would tell a young artist um, to to understand that, unfortunately, in order to make sure a motherfucker ain't fucking you, mm -hmm. you got to take that business side just as seriously as the creative side. Yes. Because that was the biggest mistake I think I made coming up was being so turned off by that side of it and saying, nah, I'm gonna let homie handle that. Mm. That's, that's homie's thing. I'm, I'm the creative. I wanna be in the studio. I wanna be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, that's don't, even, don't even talk to me about the business shit. That's homie. That was a huge mistake. Mm. And that is, and, and especially when you're um, a kid who, you know, because most kids just don't know, you know, you, you, we see it all the time. How can TLC, mm. who had some of the biggest songs that will ever be made, mm. be in a shitty contract, be getting fucked? Yeah. It's easy to, it's easy to, to, to get into that thing um, when you don't know any better. So I would tell a young artist to educate yourself read uh all you need to know about the music business by donald passman great mm -hmm. book to read educate yourself know know what publishing is know what uh know know the difference between um publishing side master sides of your records learn learn those things know what you're talking about understand splits understand you know uh uh sign with bmi or ascap understand what you're what you're dealing with so that these because these if they if they can they will do you dusty? Mm. You know, it's it's just kind of the nature of the beast. It's not all the time. There's great people. I know a lot of great people still. You know what I'm saying? That that I've met along the way, and I'm even grateful for the shitty motherfuckers because at one point, for me to be involved with them, something good did come out of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So as whether no matter what, I take everything. I don't take anything for granted. So even if you fucked me at some point. Um, we probably did do something great together at one point, and I am grateful for that. But it doesn't change the fact that some fuck shit has happened a lot. Yeah. You know? So I always I say, I always yeah. say this, right? Like everyone brings something. Mm -hmm. Like if you, even the people, like you just said, even the people that have malicious intent, they're either going to give you a seed or they're going to give you dirt, right? If you give me a seed, then thank you. But if you giving me dirt. I'm just going to go find a seed and I'm going to use the dirt you give me to, to plant that seed. So yeah. there's no way that you can, like, I, I know that you've dealt with a lot of crazy, 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 crazy people in this industry. And I've had my fair share. Um, but my whole thing is, I'm just like, like you, I'm just like, you know what? I'll just let, let the music talk for itself. Right. And it goes back to this vicarious thing where, you know, uh, we think Jay-Z is <laughs> somewhere in the studio, like dealing with all of his problems just by rapping about it. When in actuality, he probably pro most definitely has all of the business lined up. And then after he might talk about it, right? I think it's how we view it as, as young artists, like, yo, they just, they just put it all in the music and da 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 right. with no business behind it, you know? Oh, it, it's, it's, uh, and that was, that was hard for me, man, to like under, to accept that as just what it is. Um, and you know, you don't really have time to feel sorry for yourself. Cause once again, like this is just the nature of the beast. This is how it's gonna be. 
this is how it's always been and you know and, and it does it makes sense but it's it's a for someone like me who genuinely is just like I'm just care so much I'm just thinking all day about you know being creative and um ideas and things like that that it you know it, it was easy to turn me off in some ways but yeah man I think it's important for these artists to know I, I tell that to all my homies who are you know anybody who reaches out or you know asks my opinion on whatever like I, I make sure to let them know like just educate yourself mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's the most important thing is to make sure that you are gamed up and um doing good business you know business with good intentions and that's so important. As it, again, goes back to that thing of of sacrificing time and in in order to study the the game that you're in, mm -hmm. right? And let me tell you, let me tell the people this, right? That how we met is through uh, a gentleman named Anthony Hall, uh, great singer. Um, I don't know exactly how I met Anthony, but uh, probably through Mac. What's up, Mac Stringer, uh, DJ and and Hayata uh, Hizza. What's up? He's DJ as well. Um, but we met. Um, Anthony's like telling me, yo, I, you got to meet this guy, Jinx. You got to meet this guy. Y'all are, are so, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all would get on. Blah, 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 blah. And um, at that time, again, ego, I'm like all puffed up. I'm like, who this? Who this rapper? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> that rapper <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm about to smoke this guy. I had like 10, 10 of my illest raps <laughs> prepare. I'm like, yo, we, we going to get in a cypher and I'm going to kill him <laughs> mm -hmm. but we get to the studio and um in midtown and i'm just we started having a conversation i think it was like yo we running out i'm running out for beers you want something i'm like i don't know if i asked or if, no you probably jink probably asked i most likely asked bro yeah because <laughs> i because i didn't i don't think i was even 21 at the time no nah, i don't think you were either bro i yeah. remember i remember that yo yeah. yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to get some beers. All right, cool. I don't even know how to put the ID out. Boom, boom, boom. So that, you know, you say that in my ear, my little antennas was like, oh, word, <laughs> let's do it. And then we just got on from there. I think that organic meetings like that are wow, great. Bro. I actually kind of forgot that until you just brought that up. That is yeah, man. what happened. That's look, exactly look, man, you talked about earlier about how people don't know Bobby Illa, right? And, and a lot of people don't know who I who I am not now, right? I'm changing now, but one of the the quickest ways to be friends with me in the past was like, yo, you, you gonna give me a beer? What? Bro. Best friends. <laughs> not not no more though. <laughs> but um I, I wanted to, I said that to ask about the um the ease of meeting artists now because I know it's more so internet based now it's more so instagram based now and yeah. it's a lot less person to person it's a lot less uh interpersonal meetings how how's that been for you have you ever have you even been reaching out uh bro it's yeah tough because i am such a i hate texting <laughs> yes i hate uh i hate just small talk like back and forth on the internet shit mm. i am just I am I am an old ass man in that way of like mm -hmm. I want to sit face to face with you and talk. I hate clubs that are loud as hell for no reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to go to a, like a small bar and just be able to talk to you. Yeah. And um and you know I'd rather get on the phone with you have a conversation. So there's it's been some getting used to, but once again, nature of the beast. 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, it, it's you, you kind of got to go with it. And I've gotten better. Um, but it's definitely been an interesting adjustment to this like internet age. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It's definitely been, you know, in, in that way of communication and well, do you reach out to any, any, especially the young, I'm I interested to know how you interact with younger artists because their sound, the sound of today is so different. I, I'll, I'll say it. And people think I'm a hater when I say this, but I'm not being a hater. And if you think I'm a hater, then your music probably sucks. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I think that today it's such a difference because when we were, we were on the cusp of, or we were in the eye of the storm of it's okay to be super commercial, not super commercial, but it's okay to, to be mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. We had the Kid Cuddies and we had the B.O.B.s and you didn't have to talk about how many people you killed last night. You didn't mm -hmm. have to talk about, you know, necessarily calling women out of their name or, or do it. Like it wasn't Will Smith, but it wasn't DMX, right? It, it was. It well, was, well, yeah. You could, you could, you could put the the tight pants on. You could do whatever. You exactly. Know? Like, it was just different than than the the era of you just had to be hard as shit. And and it's it, it was an a it was a time where we were able to be our unique selves. We all had very similar things, but it was a time where uniqueness was pushed. But now I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm old and and out of the loop, but I feel like everything kind of sounds the same. And, you know, it's a very uniform package yep. that comes, right? Like, I, I, and I, I want you to weigh in on this, too, because I was talking to someone about this. Whereas before, everyone had, like, their regional sound, right? You had Atlanta, you had Texas, you had, you know, L.A., you had West Coast, you had, you know, the New York sound, you had Midwest sound, whatever, whatever. Toronto sound, whatever, right? Yep. Uh, people were regional, and that's where they got their sound from. Now, everyone's on the Internet. Everyone's feeding each other so everything kind of sounds the same it's not a, a kind of um it's not it doesn't come from a local base anymore it comes from the internet what do you think about like do you do how do you view new music that's let me just ask you that mm. i okay so i've been i've been trying um <laughs> i definitely have been trying because at at first um <laughs> At first, I was definitely real dismissive of a lot mm -hmm. of the new shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, I just don't understand. It would it would frustrate me to see something. And to me, I personally, I kind of do feel like I'm like a hater in that way. And that's kind of why I had to chill. Because I used to sit there and be like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me we sat in there and drove ourselves crazy for days, months, weeks, whatever it was to get this one thing right on this record. Mm -hmm. And then this nigga come in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, and then, and it's just like crazy. And I'm like, this dude went in there and just mumbled some shit for seven minutes and, and is multi. <laughs> and that was, and that was kind of for me, like it was a weird thing, but then, you know, um, I just the seasons change, man. Yeah, different, and 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 you got to think about it. It's crazy to think about, but it's facts. When Snoop and all them NWA, whatever, when they was out here doing their thing, there were people that were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of look at it that way, where it's like I'm trying to, and and also too, I got a daughter who is 11, so she's now like, she's, she's in it. All, 
Yeah. She's bumping blueberry. Uh, what's that shit? The little Mosey shit. She's bumping now. I don't know none of it. <laughs> you know, she liked Juice World and all that. So, okay. so I'm hearing all this stuff, like, and she'll be playing, like, whatever. And she'll come out, like, every time she hears me playing the shit on the speakers, and she'll be like, You're really listening to this, daddy? Like, <laughs> and it's like, Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I have an advantage in that way of being able to discover more. And then I get surprised sometimes, bro. I listen mm-hmm. to that, uh, that little yachty like the little boat three and i was like this is kind of hard you okay know? so so certain things are kind of like you know well, you you gotta put me on because i because i tell you i listen to like if you're still spitting right like if you and you know we come from the same cloth where we we push each other's pen and if you like the baby i like that i like that dude i like little baby he's rapping though he's rapping rapping yeah mm-hmm. i like the bit ba- i like little baby I like Lil Baby more than his rap as well. I think Lil Baby can be the next Jay-Z. Whoa. I think, let me, let me, let me tell you why. Outside of, first of all, I listen to his music. Um, sometimes I listen to the radio if I'm in a car or whatever. He had a line on that, that Life is Good record. And he said, um, I don't know how, to, but the last line is everybody getting rings, right? So, something like that. Mm-hmm. And just how he delivered the, the line was very reminiscent to our era of like bars, like you go mm-hmm. you bar and, and flow into the bar. Yo, the and, homie like, mm-hmm. told me little baby is kind of going off. Like he was like, bro, you gotta you're sleeping Please. on little baby. Yeah. <laughs> and outside of rap, I like what he's doing outside of rap. He's positioning himself to be great at interviews. He, he said he wasn't uh like verbally uh wasn't all the way there. Uh, but he's positioning himself to get better in that. He's positioning himself to speak about uh, current topics where a lot of rappers shy away from it. I was highly disappointed with ASAP Rocky when he when he said that dumb nonsense about. What did, what did he say? So this is before he got locked up overseas. He was like, "Oh, it's not my place to talk about certain things in Ferguson. I'd rather talk about Soho." Like you are so above, you know. Like you you forget your. You forget you black bro- brother. I would say something else, but I'm trying not to use yeah, certain yeah. language. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he, he's probably looking at it like, uh, which which I think is still wrong because you know it's like the influence that ASAP Rocky has is like tremendous. Mm-hmm. But he's probably looking at it like nobody wants to hear that from me, which is which is what exactly what they want you to think. Exactly. Cause you get into these rooms and we know because we deal with a lot of people that uh, a lot of white folk, you know, and you get into these rooms and one, and this is just, this is beyond white folk and, and black folk. This is beyond, this is any type of relationship. You can't expect me to know that you feel a certain way without you telling me. So we get into these rooms a lot and you have people like ASAP, you have people and not just ASAP, but you have, you know, the, the, the palatable Negroes and, you know, you get into these rooms and, and no, it's all right. Everything's fine. No, it's all good. Everything's cool. I don't talk about things like that. I don't, you know, that, that's not my bag. And then these rooms stay exactly how they are, especially if you're in rooms of power. How, how have you dealt with that? Like, I, we mm. talked about you coming into situations of race and things like that in the industry. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, it's kind of like what you said. I mean, in this in this and pretty much a lot of these businesses, man, we, we, we know who's running those buildings. Mm-hmm. And it's not, um, I don't really 
the problem I have with it is um, that the culture, and, and I'll talk about like music specifically across the board, not just hip hop, mm-hmm. is driven by black culture. Yeah. I mean, even country, nothing is exempt. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about rock and roll. Exactly. Talk about country, whatever. That shit came from niggas. Mm-hmm. End of the day, no way around it. Every, like the black culture is what drives pop culture. That exactly. period. Miley Cyrus, <laughs> uh, Florida, Georgia line, is that their name? <laughs> the, uh, the the country group, whatever. Um, it's it's like these country records be sounding like hip hop. Talk about it. You see what I'm saying? So so my problem is, you know, I saw Joe Budden say something about, or, or I don't know if it was him or Maul or somebody, but they were talking about how, yo, Dane Dash don't look so crazy now, does he? Mm-hmm. Now that we see, you know, now that we see how things are shaping up and we're seeing how these people are willing to um, to profit off the culture, but they're not willing to stand with the people in a real way. Mm. Mm. And that's what, and that's the, that's the thing, man. And, and I hate getting into that because like I said, like I, I've, you know, I have, for those that don't know, like, I, I mean, I have two beautiful children who are mixed and, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't get into none of that because I want, you know, my kids, it's really tricky for me sometimes, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it is what it is. And it's, and it's just facts, you know, it, it's, um, there's a real like disposable nature in this shit. Mm. Like, you know, we can get you guys to sing a song and dance, you know, get your, uh, and you know, I, I what I think too, cause you, t- you, talk about that and you have a personal connection with and and more than a personal connection you have a familial connection with um outside of of your racial community quote unquote um but i think it's it's important to because you know the world is shifting right now right the world is 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 talking and it's important to put into context now so that your kids and my kids don't have to deal with this nonsense because we we are in a, in a place where the, the 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 iron is hot and we could strike this right and i think a, a couple of years ago if you would have said some some things that we say now we would have been like dame dash crazy or like some of the other names of leaders that we got that are always painted as extremists right uh the farrakhans and the and the whoever the whoever you wanted to say right um, but I think that it's it's never anything wrong with with wanting to build your own table, whether it is because of you want to support black business or because you want to support Kyle business or or Derek business, right? I yeah. think it's so many times we we deal with people we we want to be so a part of the table, right? Mm-hmm. Like I rem- and we you could talk about this like in our era, we just wanted to be signed. That's you just want to be, you know, yeah. you just want to yeah. be a part of that, that table. Uh-huh. But now the youth is like, forget that. I want to build my own table. Which is, which is, but you see, but that's the thing is that the gatekeepers, <laughs> you know, it's tough, man. I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want you to ruin the bag. I don't want you to ruin the bag. See, but that's the thing is that I'm just, I'm, I'm in a different place with it. I'm not, 
the the people that know I love them dearly, they know. So mm-hmm. that they know they know that this ain't, you know what I'm saying? There's there's plenty of good people I've dealt with along this journey. But then there's also the people that are putting out these fake ass fucking uh um statements mm. amid Black Lives Matter. We stand mm-hmm. for black lives, we're here for the empowerment of the black people. But I'm like, but I've been in that building, bro. There wasn't one black person in there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Period. Not just me being a, a rapper, being the the odd one out in the group. I'm talking about the receptionist, mm-hmm. the janitor, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, ain't nobody black in here. <laughs> Not even the janitor. What? Come on. <laughs> you know? And so I just think that, like, for me, that's always been my thing. Because I'm like, racism is never going to stop. I mean, mm-hmm. we got people... 1920 putting on blackface uh you know calling people niggas doing all this shit like at the end of the day these these people are young as hell they're gonna pass it on to their children it's gonna keep going it's just like that's i don't think racism no i know racism is never gonna be like this thing like anybody who has this illusion that we're gonna beat racism like fucking <laughs> or something like mm-hmm. you know we're gonna fucking take down thanos and shit like nah <laughs> it's not happening like you're not you're not getting rid of racism what I want is that empowerment. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I want us to, you know what I'm saying? I want us, if we're in the cul-de-sac, they let us rent the house in the cul-de-sac, but I want to own mine too. Yeah. That's And it. not only own my house, but I want to own the cul-de-sac. I want, I want my cul-de-sac. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, and, and it's like, so that's it. And it's, and it's like, and that doesn't mean, and, and I hate when people try to make it sound like it's like this separation thing, like, like I said, man, my yo, you can't. Nobody can say that shit to me at all. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you know, and I hate to be that guy because it kind of it kind of is equivalent to the to the racist white lady. Like, oh, but my husband used to be black, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you have a black dude fetish. You know what I'm saying? So, I, mm-hmm. so I guess that's like a whack thing. But at the end of the day, anybody who knows me knows that that's not that's not my style at all. Like, I even hate the I even hate when when black people don't have this problem with white people that try to get down with Black Lives Matter or whatever. Mm. Like, I'm like, no, we need that energy. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, we need, if they, if they are genuinely with us, then we need that, but. See, just, I'll tell you this. I, that's an interesting perspective because I'm coming from, hmm, uh, I know, especially, I know a lot of uh, black folk, um, my age and younger, probably younger, mm-hmm. who are like, yo, I'm tired of it. I Like, I, I, I do not, I, We've had um, kind of extended dealings, right? And we, uh, we talked about this the other night where we don't feel a certain type of way when people that, are, that don't look like us come in the room. Yeah, um, right. But I, I'm dealing with people now who are like, you know what, I'm tired of feeling uncomfortable um, mm. at the store. I'm tired of feeling whatever. I'm tired of sh- like making myself small so that you could feel comfortable. I'd rather just get out and, and not deal with you at all. And I'm seeing... A lot of people, and I'm talking about people who, like, I would have never thought felt these ways about white folk are just like, yo, I don't want anything to do with white people. I don't think that's the way. I think think that's the wrong way. Yeah, it's the wrong way. You know, because at the end of the day, like, you got to bet, whenever whenever I talk to people that are on that, I'm like, well, what is your end game? Yeah. Like, what is the, what, what is it that you're fighting for exactly? Because I know what I'm fighting for, and that's empowerment. I just want you... I just want you, me, all of us to look at each other like we have equal opportunity here. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. I respect you. You respect me. And that's it. But when it comes down to like this whole thing of, I just have, you know, I have very specific problems with, mm -hmm. you know, like with, with things that, that are obvious, you know what I'm saying? That anybody would have problems with as a human being that feels yeah. it. Um, but when you get into like, I just don't fuck with white people or I don't fuck with this or fuck with that. I, I just think that that to me is just kind of like, well, what's the difference between that and what you tripping about? Mm. You know, to me, like it kind of becomes this thing. Now, here's the thing though, the, the, it, it becomes this unique thing because um, I know like, you know, there's, there's older people even within my own family that have had like, that'll, you know, make little comments when it comes to whatever, but you see, but these people live through crazy in it hit the fuck on or hose down yeah. or told that they can't use the same bathroom as white people and shit like that. So it becomes a unique perspective at that point. And, and it's not just this like point A to point B thing. There's mm -hmm. a lot of turns and, you know, uh, alternative routes that you have to take to get to that place. And that's what white people need to understand. And I think that a lot of the white people that are really down with the cause, they do understand the nuance in that where it's like, I have a white homie who's like Malcolm X out. Like that's like, like, he, <laughs> like, he, like he, he knows more black history than a lot of fucking black dudes I know. Like he's like, whatever. And he literally told me one day, like, I literally understand any black person that just hates white people. Mm. Said that to me as like a, a straight white guy. And mm -hmm. it's like one of those things where like, I don't know, bro. Like, I, you know, like that's not my perspective, but there's, like I said, that we, we have such a fucking dark history, man. And everything yeah. has been. And you know what? I, 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 I want to link this in too, because how I try to understand it is through a, a different lens. So whenever we, I talk about black people stuff, um, I tend to see it from my view. So I see it as, black people stuff right me mm -hmm. but if i take it from the view of something that i can't relate to that much then i could see so i try to whatever i say to a white person i try to relate it to what a woman would say to a dude in that okay i didn't know too much about the me too stuff yeah i didn't know too much about and we talked about this the other night i didn't know too much about um like feminism and and I'll say this like I'm I'm not like the biggest like feminism person of all time, but just how you know how black folk sometimes are like yo you just don't get it and have all this information have all these things and and people just so might not get it same thing with dudes right we just might not get it hey, um that's 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 a very good uh yeah. I want to ask you as, as a person with a daughter, right? Um, mm -hmm. How, and coming from hip hop where we know, you know, we have the Lil Wayne's that that will call women out their name all day, but then when the, the, the reporter asks, well, what about your daughter? Would you want someone to do that? He gets all mad. What, what do you, how do you place, especially as an older, a seasoned rapper, yeah. what do you think about that? About women and our attitudes towards women? Um, like are you talking about just in general or, or like uh, via music? Well, we could let's let's do general and then we'll specify it with music. Uh, yeah. Later. Um, man, uh, <laughs> I have a really interesting uh, perspective when it comes to the Me Too movement 
as well. I think that um, just to answer your question in the simplest way possible, I think that this is a time where men collectively need to kind of check themselves mm-hmm. and um, kind of just uh, understand, you know, we've, we've come, the rules are changing. I want to say that like just that's just the simplest way I can put it. So I'm hope I'm not like offending any women by saying the rules are changing as if we were just able to do whatever we want at some point. But the socially acceptable things are being, you know, it's 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 shifting like at <laughs> rapid speed. You know what I'm saying? And we're starting to realize that things that were just socially acceptable at one time might not be. You know what I'm saying? Certain things like, you know, and that's kind of um. And that, and even myself, bro, I think about, you know, cause I was, you know, me, man, I was a wild motherfucker. Back <laughs> at, like, I'm sitting here like, oh shit, nigga. Like, oh, <laughs> no, bro, I'm sitting here like, oh no, bro. Like, you know, cause you never, you know, it's, it's like, um, it's like that Kanye line. It's like, um, in, in we major where he's talking about, um, until you, until you, something about, uh, it's all good until you have a daughter and then she get boobs and then it's like, golly, you know, like. Yeah, man. Yeah, I talked to a bunch of like, a bunch of friends and, you know, I've had a lot of moments where even even for myself, bro, like, I know I'm not a fucking rapey motherfucker, none of that shit, but like, mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes you have to like, understand that certain just like this, this culture was built on the the racism and that shit was okay. Mm-hmm. The ultimate douchebag was acceptable. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So like, and I've definitely been the ultimate douchebag, bro. You know, and it's like <laughs> so. So for me, like, I'm like, damn. Like, there's a lot of things that, you know, it, it's hard for me to accept um, within myself. And I think that that's it as far as like men are concerned. We need to accept that. We need to analyze it. We need to be able to call ourselves out when necessary. Because I Can- definitely have. Cancel culture. What do you think about it? Mm, now. <laughs> <laughs> now. See, that's where it gets tricky, man. Because I, I wanted to make sure that I expressed that side of things. Yeah, yeah. First. Because mm-hmm. that's important. Like, it's... um. It's important if a woman comes out and says that, are we talking about just, just specifically with women or are we talking just cancel culture like Kanye putting on the MAGA hat and he's canceled? And, well, let's talk about it in a general sense. Okay. But, but you know, we're, we're keeping it in the back of our head, women. Yeah, okay. Um, in the general sense, cancel culture sometimes annoys me mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't, it's it's almost like, um, at what point do we realize that we're all fucked up? You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, it's like you're, you're not leaving any room for people to make mistakes. Um, now, certain mistakes, R. Kelly, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things are just like, all right, bro, like I can't, I haven't listened to fucking... I believe I can fly in fucking a yeah. minute, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and and the thing too is the the length of time that you keep on making the mistake, right? Like, I was yeah. little when the first video came out. I was, yo, and what that kind of points to the original point of like how I'm ashamed 
to say that I was bumping Step in the Name of Love for too long after knowing what the deal was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just gonna keep it real, bro. Like, you know, like as a kid, you know, yeah, because we were, we, how, how old were you when that shit? Like, that was probably... When we, I must have been, what, fourth grade, third grade, fifth grade, fourth oh, grade? Oh, so yeah, so, so you got, you didn't really know better at all. Like, see, No, I, but like, we knew, I knew. Yeah. But it was always the thing of, like, a joke. It was yeah. like, you're peeing on someone? That's a joke, right? Right. Like, but Honestly, now, you know... Bro, okay, that's literally how I used to see it. Like, it was more like, you know, like the like the Dave Chappelle shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you like... Yo, man, that's exactly how I used to see it, man. But then, when and you know what? Not not to cut you off, but I think this will this goes too with with what we who we are. We as not only black folk, but as artists, we deal with things from the lens of let's let me put it into the art. Let me put make it into entertainment instead of like yo, let's get serious about this right now, right? Yeah, so yeah, we'll yeah. we'll deal with gun violence by putting it in a song. We'll deal with you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, please, with what you were saying. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, man, like I said, certain things like that. But then, then on the other side of it, though, it's like certain things are, like I said, you know, I think people, right now, we're just living in a time where everything is in your face so much. So, like, you got to think, like, you know how many motherfuckers probably would have got, could you imagine Tupac with Twitter? (laughs) <laughs> canceled canceled he would have been canceled in, in 2020 out of here yeah out you of gotta here. remember like people don't and we we um martyrize people and we like paint this idyllic image of them now right a lot of and what a lot of people put up tupac things and it's like you don't know what tupac is really about because you just put up and yet yeah, listen i respect police and i respect the job that they do but you if you knew who Pac was you know you you know what side he would be on in this fight so you can't put up one thing about one thing and 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 then have a Pac quote you know it just doesn't work it's it's crazy yeah but but I do think that instead of council culture we should be like a instead of cancel culture should be council culture right because I don't know I was taught by my, you know, people, my cousins and all that. The, you know, catcalling was cool, like, you know. The- so, so that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, and that, ah, man, it's tough, bro, because like I have a, I have. So now the the whole thing is like, uh, if you say it, it's facts. Now, yeah, this motherfucker raped me. It's a fact. Mm. No investigation, mm. no type of whatever. It's just mm. facts. I think if a woman says somebody violated me or whatever, 100% mm. dig into it at your highest ability. Dig mm. into it, get facts. But I don't think, I think it gets dangerous when you start getting into this people can just say whatever because then it just becomes weaponized. Exactly. Exactly. Truth and without restraint. When especially when we're living in a country where you've got like the Emmett Till situations where old girls on her fucking deathbed. Yeah. Saying, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Carolyn Bryant. Carolyn Bryant. Exactly. And it's like, you know, when you got you know, it's 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 
it's a it's a real tricky thing, you know. And I and like I I'm always, I always want to say that shit, man. Like I always want to like get on like the internet, and I'm like, yo, but as soon as I say that, my mention's gonna be going crazy, like you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good. And, and I had to, you know, I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure if you listen and you see it, I took a lot of things down, and I'm trying not to be as vocal um, because the platform is not mine. It's ours now. I've I've yeah. given up the platform, and I want to bring more people in so I have to you know whatever with the voice but I think it's important to confront it's imp- because if we keep on letting things go like for me personally I have a sister right who is a little bit younger than I am but in that kind of Meg the Stallion type of age range hopefully not in in hopefully she ain't with the knees yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she's not with the knees oh god <laughs> but um uh, you know, she's in that age range, and I know how I would feel if I saw some dude uh, do certain things that I might have felt comfortable doing at some points in my life. Now, that, now that's, that's what I mean, where it's like, yeah, like, we have to, before anything, I want to make it clear once again that I have had to check myself. I can't speak for nobody else. I, mm-hmm. I encourage everyone else to do the same. But for me, though, certain things that I thought was acceptable when it came to interactions with women might not be acceptable. Mm. It just is what it is. And you know, and I have to check that. And it's like one of those things for, you know, it's, you know, like you said, you, you got your sister, I got my daughter and my, um, and my little sisters, you know what I'm saying? Where you know what's like, creepy? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Sorry to cut you off. You know what's creepy? I'll tell you one. So I have uh, one, I'm, I'm starting to view women because since it's creepy to say but since my sister is is you know getting up in age and the woman that the girl that i uh, was seriously dating for a long time is my sister's age so i'm like viewing it from that and it's like oh gosh but i i had a cousin who is also my sister's age and she went down to college and i just happened my other my older cousin had reposted her and I'm just thinking as one of my older cousin's friends, and I'm like, hmm, let me, let me see what's up in these DMs going on right here. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, that's this, that's oh, what the hell's going on? So, and, and I'm like, just like that. And then I'm thinking the process of what would have happened and how I, how guys and how I DM people. And I'm like, I would never want someone to DM my sister how I've been DMing let me t- somebody. Let me tell you, bro. My my homegirls, I've had plenty of homegirls like show me like DMs or just like tell me D like tell me about DMs that they get from dudes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of these motherfuckers be on some weirdo shit, bro. I, like I ain't never been the type of person that's just gonna be like, hey, uh, look at the cocking balls without you know <laughs> like, hey, look, check out these cocking balls that you didn't ask for. Like I've never been that dude ever. Like yeah. you know, like I, like I like I'll hit you with the cocking balls picture you asked for, bro. <laughs> But it's like, but you know, I never been a dude that's just like out here, like on some just random like surprise shit, like mm. you know. But these dudes be so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's wilding, bro. And that's where it's like, you know, like dudes gotta like kind of just, um, dudes, you know, dudes gotta check themselves, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because at the mm. end of the day, um, what I've learned is, and, and you know, I don't, I don't. I'll say this, like what I've learned is, is at the end of the day, like we just have to be willing to, to listen and, and, and grow, bro. And understand Mm -hmm. that we just, you know, like what we've been taught isn't always, I mean, 
so much of the culture, so much of this country, so much of everything is just built on shit that's just wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but there's no exception when it comes to these types of things. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And I've had a lot of conversations with people that I've dealt with and um, been like, you know what? Like, if I'm being real, like the way I dealt with you, if someone dealt with my daughter the same way, I'd feel a way about it. So I, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I ever, like, made you feel a certain type of way. and Yeah. That's facts, bro. We got to be man enough to admit that. You know what I'm saying? And be like, exactly. Hey, you know that's the saying? thing. Strength is not so much in um, holding up your victories, but it's learning from your defeats and being vulnerable enough to say, yo, I was I was trash, but yeah. now I'm, I'm cleaning myself up, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, and I always, you know, if you listen to any of my music throughout the years, I pretty much always expressed that I was trash. Like when it came to like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, uh, uh, what, uh, I got an anger management problem. Yeah. I, yeah you know? Yeah. I, um, um, I ain't figured out the proper way to deal with girls, girls yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's it's just, again, goes back to that thing of, of well, you know, us and, and Kid Cudi and even B.O.B. and, you know, those artists that are vulnerable enough to say what they're dealing with in life and, and coming back to like, yo, let me use my music to, to look at me to, as a mirror so I could change myself. What do you tell an artist, um, a young, not even an artist, maybe, maybe an artist, but just young people in general? And we can say that now because we're getting up there in age. <laughs> but, <laughs> but young people, and I, when I'm saying young people, I'm talking about like 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the TikTok generation, what do you tell them? Because I listen to some things and it's like, we were rapping, well, we, we specifically, I don't think we ever was crazy in that sense, but we had raps in that era, of course, that were super crazy, disrespectful, killing everybody and, you know, slapping every woman and doing all of this crazy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What do we tell the youth? Because now that hip hop and black culture and culture in general is in a place where we are making space for more refined and more seasoned um, understandings of life, how do we approach uh, young kids? Because they, because we didn't listen, right? We didn't listen to older people or not a lot of us. Hmm. I did a little bit. I did. Yeah, man, that's tough because um, I don't know. I feel like the way I've always kind of I've always kind of, I think I've always been able to get through to people in by just kind of letting them know that I'm not like uh, talking down on them. Mm. Um, you know, whether it was like my brother and like, you know, his friends and things like that, like, you know, it's just kind of more coming from a perspective of like, I'm like the big homie. And it's yeah. like, you know, trying to talk to them like in that type of way. But I, I would just, you know, once again, you have to let them know that it's okay to fucking fuck up, but understand that you don't know shit. And that like five years from now, you're gonna look back at the five years prior and be like, damn, I didn't know shit. Yeah. And it's understand yeah. that that's for sure gonna happen, but also understand that it's okay because we all went through that. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. And I think I always say this: the the flaw of youth is thinking that you know it all and that you have all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. And the flaw of getting older is forgetting which which you where you've been and forgetting what you yeah. did, mm -hmm. and 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 always thinking about the fact that you don't have 
all the time in the world. So we get boxed into that, right? Because I, I think sometimes, like, I listen to the radio sometimes, man, 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 I'm like, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Why would you say that in public, in mixed company? Why would you say that type of thing? And then I forget, <laughs> I forget about some of the things I said on record. And yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, man. Like think about think about like, you know, the 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 rise of gangster rap. Mm-hmm. And then where hip hop was prior to that, where it was, you know, and then to think about like the people that just were like, what the fuck? <laughs> did Snoop just say? Exactly. What did Big just say? Well, who he doing what to? <laughs> you yeah. know? Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle, fuck a tussle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. What? And, and you know what was crazy? Like I was thinking about this the other day. Like we all think that Nas is like super enlightened, Mister Enlightened now, and we don't forget that like his, like one of his first big lines was um, Jesus shit. Yeah. So yeah. you have to allow. I always talk about this allowing youth. I think a lot of urban youth aren't allowed to be young. We put mm-hmm. them in. We lock them up so early, or we put these tags on them so early where they don't have the, the space to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when you get that space, like we were talking about earlier with, with music and all that, we have the ability to go from a young Snoop talking about crazy stuff and, and being, you know, if they would have locked Snoop up for, for that altercation, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have got the crossover dude that's, you know, has a, have a show with Martha Stewart of all people, right? If we locked Jay-Z up for his uh, thing, right, we wouldn't have got the billionaire just bailing everybody out of jail, right? Right. Like, it's just the idea of realizing that we all going to make mistakes. That's it, man. That's it. And I think that, like, because, and it's tougher now. Mm-hmm. So now it's, it's even harder than ever because at that time, your mistakes are almost what made you who you were. Yeah. So these days we live in the culture where everybody's under this illusion of I have to match up to what Kim Kardashian just posted mm. or, I to, or I have to match up to this perfect marriage that so-and-so has. Mm. You know, as we're seeing a lot happening, like currently right now, everything that motherfucking's on the internet ain't what it really is when it's behind closed doors. Ain't that the truth? You know what I'm saying? We going through, we, we seeing some things unfolding right now. Some of these people who we thought had the perfect life. Exactly. Had it all together. They don't. Well, let's bust into that real quick. Yeah. We, did, <laughs> we did say we were going to talk about women. And I didn't mean women in, in the sense that we just finished talking about it. I mean some, some real, let's, let's have some God talk right now. Yeah. Listen. Listen, man. I think it's funny that you went into it by saying let's bust into that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm trash. I that's, told you, I'm that's, trash. that's that's the rapper in him. He he looking for lines. He looking for bars right there. <laughs> Yo, so I think so. Okay, entanglement, right? And I I, I did a, a lot about it, and I don't like being personal with things, right? Because we we have a tendency to focus on the celebrity so much and the people that we miss the idea of it. Like I, I said this earlier, um, there are three levels, three levels of conversation, a hierarchy. So the lowest level is about people, right? Gossip. 
The second is about events, right? It could be here or there, it could be history or just gossip as well. But the third and the highest one is the idea of it, right? If you get to the idea of what's happening and, and the real meat of what's happening, then you learn your lesson and you could either repeat it or you can keep from repeating it. Yeah, so yeah. I want, I, when we talk about entanglement, what do you, if you're in a situation where you see something outside, you're outside of a relationship, and you see a relationship decaying, it's not fully decayed yet. And you have, you know, you have a history with the person. What is your response? Uh, uh, you're, you're August Alcina right now in this situation. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I pray you are never August Alcina. <laughs> Might have been August Alcina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, personally, I, I oh. mean, you know. Okay, so it's hard, man, because, like, we only know, like, so much about that specific thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard, man, because, you know, for, from what I understand of it, you know, they, they were kind of free to do whatever they wanted to do. And he what do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, it depends. Honestly... <laughs> open relationships <laughs> he's, he's like hey, you ain't gonna mess up my situations right now <laughs> <laughs> hey you want an a hey, what's cold is that like i've had that conversation though like hey like there's certain people in my life um that i think that we had developed too much history to be into that mm. but i think if you go into a relationship with that mm. i think i think it'd be hard if you're with someone for a specific, uh, specific amount of time, and then you say, "Hey, like, let's uh, let's spice it up a little bit." Yeah, right. <laughs> like, open the like, I, it, it could happen. I'm not saying yeah. that never, but um, I, I personally, this is gonna sound horrible, bro, but I'm I'm cool with the open relationship thing. Personally, I just would have to go into it like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would it would I think it would be easier to be established mm -hmm. in that way and be like, ah, you know, whatever. So I, I that's just me. Mm -hmm. um but uh i don't think that that once again like you said one thing that's good for you could kill me mm -hmm. like yeah. you, said, you know what i'm saying I, I tell you what because a lot of times like for me personally right and and i've said this you know if you if you you know you know right um i'm a relationship guy to the point of intentionality i love being in relationships but i realize that i have to master being single first cuz mm -hmm. if i'm not okay with me if I'm not cool with me, I'm always going to be looking to fill that void from that other person, right? And I feel like, this is me personally, when I commit to something, I got to be committed to it, dog. Like, and, it, and again, it's the type of relationship that you enter into. Because if, if we just, you know, friends or we just going around, we just having fun, it's, it's having fun. But if I'm talking about you being in my life for a significant amount of time, I don't want to hear about Billy Joe down the block. Mm. Like, you know, Billy Joe about to get this, get this rock upside his head. Like, you know? yeah. No, I, I feel it though. I, like, like I said, like it's, it's, um, yeah, man. I, I, I understand that because I'm, I still have my possessive ways too. Mm -hmm. Like, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's definite. Like, I, I'm not immune to jealousy at all. I'm, I'm not as jealous as I used to be. Mm -hmm. I, went, I was, a, I was a lot more jealous. I think I had to go through some shit and, um, and, it, and it might not be a great thing that my jealousy meter's gone down a little bit. It might just, <laughs> might just speak to how fucking damaged I am at this point. But, mm. um, but uh, I, I don't know. How do, you, how, do you, how do you deal with that, though? How do you deal with the jealousy? Because that's a, that's a big thing. 
especially with artists who have this. But, but that's but that's what I'm saying though is that like it at one point in my life, it was so heavy, mm. like it was such a um, it was such a weight on me just being that way and. You know, I was I was doing my thing too. So it's not like mm-hmm. it was just these women out here fucking lying and you know, all that bullshit. I was doing the same exact shit. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like, you know, I can't even necessarily uh put that all the way on them, but the jealousy meter was real high. But then I started to kind of realize when I was looking around in my life, the people that I knew, um, and they could be great people otherwise like just everything else about them is stand up everything is cool but i was like damn if i'm looking at my life that i personally know looking at all relationships across the board some shit was going on in every single one that i knew of it was just always something you know what i'm saying i was mm-hmm. like there's barely any relationships that i looked at and was like this is the cliche like you know perfect situation yeah so i don't know i kind of just got to a point where like like I said, it, it probably speaks to how damaged I am, bro, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you, because I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, like, I don't really have any control at the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, and once that could also go back to the whole, the way things are, like just us thinking that we can control these women or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, I have no control at the end of the day, whatever I'm trying, and also too, what I've noticed is the more things that I would try to keep away from these women is the exact thing. Like it was almost like, you know, arming mm-hmm. them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, you know, man. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of arming you in a way to be like, oh yeah, that's the that's the button I gotta push. To exactly. Yeah. I just gave you the sword that you gonna kill me with. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So then it's kind of like, so for me, it's just like, yo, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, and that's kind of where I'm at with it now. and. I'm just a lot more, um, like I said, I, I like, like, and that's why I'm saying, like, now at, you know, 31, I'm like, I, right. mm-hmm. the open relationship doesn't sound too crazy to me because I think that I just personally kind of, I, I watched this documentary on Netflix about monogamy, mm-hmm. and I was like, it, it was interesting to me, bro, because I'm like, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people I've met where I don't think that they're even myself, man. I know people are gonna like. You know, certain, certain people closer to me. It's, this is going. You know, it's going to be some conversations. But it's like I don't think that that's like my natural mm. thing. If I'm mm. being honest, this is something I. You know, the people that I need to have this conversation with, I've already had the conversation with. But it's like, yeah, it's, you know what I'm saying. This is just not my natural thing. And I think that there's a lot of people that they just are um, so um, conditioned to think that this one way is the way. And I don't think that's the way for everybody. You know, so do you I think, think it's it's not you across the board, or do you think that there is a person out there that has like the formula for, or has the the whatever inside of them that can make Derek say, you know what, eh, I don't really need anyone else. I'm cool now. No, I mean I have that, and it's like that's you know I think it's one of those things where like I've always kind of. I've always kind of had this thing of like, um, hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to like, <laughs> um, I personally believe that, so there's been obviously times where I've cheated 
hella times, hella, hella times. And like, there's been times where I've been a douche and all that shit. But in my heart, I'm like, I genuinely, people can say whatever they want to, they can try to analyze me or they can try to tell me how I feel in the situation. But I'm like, I, I don't love this person any less. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was specifically like this thing now, maybe I didn't, um, maybe there was a, a level of, there, not maybe, there was definitely a certain level of disrespect, obviously, um, you know, for their feelings or disregard, maybe more than anything, like of, of how they felt about certain things. And I can get how that can be perceived as whatever, but uh, I don't know, man. I just think that like, it just depends, bro. It depends on the person, you know, I, I personally like, who I'm dealing with now, I could never be in that arrangement ever. Like it's just, mm. kind of, you know, it's kind of one of those things, but um, I don't think that it's a crazy idea to be in an arrangement like that. That's yeah. That's just me though. I know not everybody's with that. I just, yeah. it doesn't sound that crazy to me. I think that, I think that a lot of times um, we, we do try to box not only ourselves in, but we try to box other people in. That's what gets me a little bit uh, weirded out when it's like, like how, how the internet has shifted, you know, this whole week and everyone went from talking about things that actually matter to like what other people's relationship is and, and boxing yeah. other people into, you know? And that's why, and that's too like, cause, cause that, that's where it's, it's obviously you see, I'm kind of talking in riddles this whole time. Like I'm not, cause mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't like to put my like, I put just enough out that I want people to know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Like my, my relationship, my situation is just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of being a little bit vague. I apologize by the way. No, it's all right. Yeah. I'm being a little bit vague about, you know, my situation and what I deal with, but, um, yeah, man, that's another thing too, is just kind of like, I kind of felt like it was like, it ain't really none of our business, but I, but like you said, it's more about the idea of it. And, yeah. um, and and just kind of like not them specifically but just the idea of what was going on because i think we do live in a culture of that that's um where it has been okayed by and large especially hip-hop uh to be the side chick or to be the side i mean and i mean we had a whole fucking SZA album that went off yeah yeah thing so um and which is which i think that as messed up as it sounds, man, I think that's great. Like, I think that, <laughs> like, I think it is, man. I mean, people are going to be like, oh, of course you do. But it's like, nah, like, I, I mean that in a way of like, it's honest, man. It's real. It's and honest, it's, yeah. It's real, I think it's true. I, I, and, you know, contrary to my wild and crazy youth uh, running around with you, um, I, I do have a lot of conservative views. Uh, mm-hmm. Not conservative, not conservative. I say traditional. Conservative right, yeah, is, yeah. A, is a loaded term, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, you tra- tra- traditional, you know. And yeah. I think that, I just think that a lot of times in this in this culture, we give so much away for cheap, whether mm-hmm. it be the music, right, and and having people come into culture vultures, or whether it be letting, you know, I I gotta say this, like you know, it's two dudes talking, but I still gotta say this, allowing trash dudes to get something that should be reserved for the best of us right uh or letting trash women get what what should be reserved for the best of of women right and i think we we lessen the value of so much because every because we make everything so accessible right like 
like music, for example, you could go on Spotify and have access to millions of records, mm -hmm. right? When we were coming up, we would have to go down to FYE or go down to Tower Records or go to the mixtape spot and, hey, and put it's, time. It's Hastings from my Spokane niggas, man. They know what's up. But that what, what, was, it's, it's called Hastings, man. It, it, it doesn't exist anymore. Just like FYE doesn't either, right? FYE, none of those places do. Fat man, Beats was, well, Fat Beats in New York. I remember, for, shout out to my, to my New York people. Fat Beats was, uh, I was there man, for the last bro. day of Fat Beats. They, it's really just over, yo. And it's crazy because people had to invest their mm -hmm. time and effort into going and getting the CD, going and, and uh, go to, to signings and just to catch a glimpse of what the artist is, who the artist is. Now it's so oversaturated. We can't get a minute without hearing from this artist. Yeah, yeah. Right. And although I like the model and it, and it causes for generates more buzz and more, more, uh, I guess, money, more revenue keeps people, keeps you relevant. Now it's not special. Right. It's a, it was a time where like, yo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's, that is one of the things that has been so difficult for me in this time is like, it's almost too much um, and not mm -hmm. enough time to, it, uh, uh, as a listener and as a creator in different ways, because now I have to think about putting out records differently. Yeah. Because I'm like, the attention span is just like over it. Exactly. Rap, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, God damn, bro. Like once again, on any given record, you can guarantee that there's probably like five racks at least put into just one record, maybe. Exactly. And so, and people don't know that. And most of the time, I'm putting them out there just to get shitted on. Mm. Most of the time, I'm putting them. I'm not seeing any return on investment ever. Mm. Probably got a return. On, I probably got a return on investment maybe once with a live. Mm. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That was that was, that was it. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Really? Like as far as like return like I've, I've lost money pretty much every time money that i have to like really like try to hustle to get yeah oh this is studio time like oh i gotta really hustle to get in there and do it the way i want to do it with the people i want to do it with i gotta really work hard to get there and like like on some grassroots shit like okay i gotta put this money together or i got this money together and once again i could go out there and do plenty of things i could buy i could put money down on a house or a car or whatever mm -hmm. if i really wanted to but instead it's like um and then it's like you know you put it out there and people and are just, it just oh, gets whoosh. yeah it's just out of here and like immediately exactly and, and that's like, the thing too because it's like you know to bring it to the the wider aspect right of like a person you know you do all of this self-work you do all of this refining and, and you and you really want to put yourself it's like going out to a club that's why i hate going out to clubs i spend so much time trying to get fly and get cool and get nice and and you know we all looking whatever whatever and i think my outfit is the bomb and then you get up in the room and they, well nobody dressed like me because i'm whatever but in, in, <laughs> but in general you get in the room and you're so oversaturated with dre nicely dressed folk that you just like oh well okay i get lost in the sea of it's nothing special anymore i feel like this generation nothing special you have tiktok the intention span is 10 seconds for a song you have you know and, and look whatever you i'm, I'm in no way trying to police anyone's body or anyone's whatever but it's not special anymore what mm -hmm. what i see when i see someone and i'm like 
well, the women that I deal with is special because they whatever. But I, if I see all of you on Instagram already, what that what's special? What's what is special about you now that I that I've experienced? All, I, I I didn't see I didn't excuse my but language, but say, but what you said about um about the artists all sounding alike, that's mm-hmm. just the culture. Period. Like it's like yeah. a, it, it's like like across the board. Like when you talk about women. They're posing the same way. Yes. On the They're doing the same exact shit. And dudes too. Same yeah. old, same old stuff. <laughs> pick on fucking Instagram. Same old shit. It's like everybody wants to dress the same. Everybody wants to look the same. Everybody wants to post the same. Everybody's doing the same old shit, and it becomes. It become you know it, it it's because it's in your face, bro. Because like it, it it's, it's definitely been like this, mm-hmm. but it's like now we're having to look at it in a way that's like. It's just super visible now. And, it's like um, y'all are all the same, it, and it's and it's weird because I look at I look at and it's not to you know get down on the women because like you said, brothers do it too. But I look at girls and I'm like, you didn't look that way a year ago, and, <laughs> <laughs> and now you look like Kim Kardashian, like yeah. and they're different the different like modes, like different versions of like if you ever look at like it's on cartoons all the time, like when when. I don't know. It's weird to explain now, but it like it's you have the a, a actually black Kim Kardashian, and you have like a blonde chick that looks just like Kim Kardashian. She was blonde, and you have a big bone Kim Kardashian, and you have like it's all these variations of people trying to follow the same model. Same thing with music, right? You have someone catches a wave, and then for the next summer or two, everyone's just riding that wave. Yeah, and it's like. It makes and no I, I, I've, I've struggled with that, bro. You don't know how many people I know have always been like, nah, we need to, we need this to ring off in the club, my nigga. We need this. We need uh bye. And I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, nah, you need to, we need to get on that motherfucking, we need to be on this new shit. And every time I tried it, it just doesn't sound right. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't, I can doesn't do it. Go. But it's just like, but it's just, it's just not like, you know, I, because that was just always, what I was trying to avoid was like doing the exact thing. And, and also too, just like as a creative, mm-hmm. you want, like it's more fun to me to just like go into this like space that's like, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just more fun to just try try things to me. That's just exactly. me. It's just more think, fun. You know, and, and I, I got to talk about this too, because let me actually, let me ask you before. I, <laughs> I don't want to, because a lot of my, my people that I bang out with do this and I don't want to lessen their dream or their hustle. But I feel like nowadays music is such a hustle as opposed to a dream for a lot of people. Oh, no. Okay. So, th- so that, but, and I'm not mad at them if they just say that. So like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of artists out there that are like, yo, I don't really care. Like I'm just... I'm clocking in and I'm clocking out and this is just what it is. Yeah. If you if you say that, I actually respect that. I'm cool with it. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it. But it's like, um, yeah, man, it's uh it's just different, bro. Like, you know, you I have I, the I'm, artists like you who are putting in five thousand dollars a record. Yeah. And then you not, have not every record, but it's but it's not it, that wouldn't be uncommon though, depending on the record and depending on um depending on it, yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, I wanna a- be young, bro. I put that record was like I said, I definitely could have bought a nice ass car with the wow. money that I spent on that record for sure. See? Yeah. And that's the thing, it, it it angers artists 
And it's not always hate. It angers artists who put all of themselves into what they do. And it's not just that, uh, because we have this idea of the, the angry rapper, the, you know, much, my, my, excuse my language, my thing more John Blaze than that. And yep. it's not just that because you have artists who are phenomenal, but they don't fit the patina of, and a lot of times it's the, the, the malevolent black youth mm-hmm. that the industry tries to push. So if you're talking about, you know, we, like I said earlier, we came up in this time where we could talk about a little bit more. You could stretch that. But most of it's like, if you're not, you know, with the sticks and if you're not, you know. You got the blicky with the sticky. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I ain't never had no blicky. The only blicky I had was. <laughs> sound like a Barney bear to me. I don't know what no blicky is. But, I, I, you know, like, what do you, how do you, how do you push forward? Personally, how do you push forward without, like Jay-Z says, don't, don't, uh, don't ride the wave, be the wave, right? Don't look for the That's hot it, space, you know? That's it. That's it. Like I said, like, cause I would be doing it anyway. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I never make money with this shit. I, I mean, mm. I, I do. Um, every once in a while. And that's always kind of like a bonus, bro. Like when, I, mm. when I'm really making bread, like it's cool, but I'm not expecting that because throughout my journey, I've pretty much been doing, just doing it for the love, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I'm, I'm putting, I'm put, I'm always putting more money in than I get back at this point. And, and, and I'm working, I'm working towards that being turned around one day and hopefully, you know, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, yes, I do this because I love this shit, bro. That's it. I'm going to do, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'll be 75 years old with some damn crazy shit that I'm, that, that I'm wasn't even on today. Like people are going to be like, Oh, love this, that. you know what I'm saying? Like, so Cause look at this. This is, this is how we uh, have defined here at Finding Good Times is how we've defined love. Love is the willing desire, not just the desire, the willing desire to meet and supersede the need of the other party. So for a person like Derek uh, to say he loves music and not just in words, but in, in giving and in sacrificing for that, right? That's the power of it, right? It, it hits me when you say i would do it like i do it whether it's i make a dollar or a million i'll do it whether i'm young or old i'll do it regardless of the condition agape love is unconditional love so regardless of the condition around what i'm doing it i still love you i still love the 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 art i still love the craft for people in relationships i still love the girl for will smith i still love jada regardless (laughs) of the situation right (laughs) it's that it's that unconditional love you know Mm -hmm. and i think it's important because all right cool you got the hustlers out there that that's tired of scamming so they're gonna get to rap and get a, a quick lick and and they'll be they'll be gone you know as soon as they come and they'll be happy in the club and doing walkthroughs but it's the artists that that stay the test of time and do it from the heart and whatever we do, right? Whether that is music, whether that is marriage or, or raising kids or um, photography or building a brand. If you don't, there's some days where I look at my things and I'm like, yo, I know that, that, that video, that message I just put up, I'm fired up right now. I'm like ready to go and attack the day. The, but the but the likes and the, the interaction, the engagement won't be there. But it's just doing it, 
and doing it and saying, you know what, I'm gonna leave this here because it might not hit today, but you know, someone's gonna eventually see it. Someone's eventually gonna hear uh, a live and say, yo, I'm, I'm ready to, to yeah. live life. That's it, you know? bro. And that's, and that's what I'm like. I, I told you, man. You know, somebody I, you know, somebody that used to be real close to me that was on the business side of things for me. Like, you know, recently just tried to hit me up and tried to make me feel bad about myself, man. Like, mm. you only got you only got this many plays. You should be you should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm like, see, that's the difference between me and you. Is you looking at these numbers like that's 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 gospel to you. Mm. I'm, I'm I make these. These, this is this is how I breathe. Wow, it's different. We ain't we just ain't the same. I ain't thinking about it like you thinking about it. I should be. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, and that's and that's that's the nature of the beast. Is like at the end of the day, you got to start paying attention to numbers. Yeah. But that's not what I'm doing this for. So you can say whatever you want to. At the end of the day, I got that out of my system. That's just me breathing. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's it. Wow. <laughs> so Yo, I'm yo. Usually, I gotta listen to these interviews like, like at least once or twice, or, you know, whatever, depending on the interviewee, three, four times to get something that get a piece of audio that I'm gonna use as a promo thing. But I already know like that. Yeah. I might have to. I might have to steal that from you, brother, and use that as a as a message because that just speaks to it. It's not how it, you do it because you want to do you do it because you uh you might like it it might be a hobby or it might get you some likes it might get you some attention i do this because it is how i breathe wow yeah man whoever's so listening if you don't feel like that for whatever you say you love whoever you are whatever you claim you love if you don't feel like that about it you're not really in love mm-hmm. that's some crazy that blew my mind right there yeah, man, and that's and that's wow. and that's what I would t- that's that's another thing I would tell these, these young people, man. Don't let just love it, man. Just love wow. it. And at the end of the day, that's it. Just love it. Do do whatever makes you. No matter what it is, whatever makes you happy. If it makes you happy, don't let nobody tell you shit about it. That's your journey. You know what I'm saying? And nobody nobody can tell you about you better than you can. You know, nobody knows you better than yourself. I always ask this question in every interview, and I and I asked you last night, um, or the night that we talked. Um, I think you've answered it uh, in parts, but maybe just whoosh, put it together. And after an after what you just said, it. I don't know. That that was just so great. Um, we always say that purpose is never personal. Outside of. Derek Jenkins, outside of what you get from from it, what's the purpose of who you are and what you do? Um, I mean, you know, like we had we had kind of talked about this before too, but I just, you know, I I just want to be, um, I want to be the the initial thing is like I just want to be creative. I've always been creative in some way, just coming up with these like these worlds or this like I've always had this imaginative nature about me, and and like it, that was just always just my goal. Is from a, from young, like four or five years old, just being like, oh, I'm gonna play with my action figures and make my own little wrestling shows with them and shit, and like do like little whatever, you know, <laughs> dance around the kitchen like Michael Jackson, and so. 
that's just for me, like getting these things out of me. But then, you know, I, I really, I always used to joke around, like I used to say like I was the black John Mayer because I felt like he was like somebody who was speaking for like the everyday person. Like his his stuff was never too, uh, or, or or you know someone like a Johnny Cash or like something like that or you know Billy Joel, these mm. people that like from 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 other worlds. I'm using them specifically because you know what they what they represented for me in like the other world. Because I think hip hop is kind of, even though you you got the bling bling and the shiny suit era and all this shit, and you got that obviously. I'm stunned. I got more money than you. I got more hoes than you. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, hip hop at its core is kind of well at its core is kind of like this party rocking thing but then when you get more into like the grandmaster flash and the furious five shit and all that like the message like it was always kind of speaking to the common man to the everyday yeah. man so that's kind of just the nature of hip hop in itself but um i always wanted to be able to like speak to people and to like express myself in a way that people can relate to and it's important to me, man. You know, it, nothing means more to me than someone hitting me up like, yo, this song, like, I, I saw myself in this record in some way. Yeah. That's man. so important. I, I remember, I remember there was a young lady who had uh, cancer that was super close to you at one point. Uh, through yeah, the- yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't cancer, but it was, uh, yeah, she definitely has, uh, she's yeah. going through shit, still yeah. to the day, you know what I'm saying? And, wow. uh, and yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's, there's real shit happening. And that's that's why I can never be like super, that's why I, I would always have to be the way I am. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's just, there's real shit happening out here. You know, and I-, I, I, I I've always seen you as, as as a sort of folk rapper in, in the sense of, you know, just the guy who's like a, like a, a Bob Dylan just going to get his guitar or get his mic and just yeah, go on man. the road and find some stories and tell some stories to people. That's fly, Bob Dylan. Yeah, man. I like yeah. that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's and that's and that's how I kind of approach it, man. This just real, like authentic. Like I, I don't I don't think tech musically, technically, there's a million people who are technically more skilled than me in like so many different ways. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm learning that, you know, like like you brought up like an Alan Stone. Mm-hmm. Alan Stone can technically do like a thousand things better than me you know what i'm saying he can mm-hmm. sing his ass off he can play multiple things and i don't i don't really play any instrument well at all mm-hmm. hit you with the maracas real cold though, like, <laughs> you know and just fucking kill it uh, tambourine i got you but <laughs> like, outside of that yeah it's like fucking you know i don't i don't play anything technically well mm-hmm. uh, but you know i just have this real grassroots approach that I think has always connected with people yeah um, and that they can see for sure. yeah you know that it's just kind of like the the in, in the imperfections in what I do is what makes it cool you know I'm not a yeah. great singer I'm not a great you know like I, my raps are pretty 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 awesome but like the you know the the melodic <laughs> stuff the melodic stuff but even then like sometimes it's I'm not really trying to like rapidly rap you know yeah it's 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 the flaws being the flavor of it you know like you you don't want it to be perfect you want it to have character and And speaks to who i am as a person too and who many of us are you know what i'm saying even even down to that even down to the imperfections and i've even had like people that you know when when i'm in the studio with like minds a lot of times 
I'll like, I'll catch myself trying to make it sound too perfect. And they're like, nah, but it kind of sounds cool that it doesn't sound perfect though. Mm. And I'm like, all right, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, once again, exactly. these are people I respect. And they like, nah, bro, like, like, keep it not perfect. Like, we don't need to put too much pitch correction on this part. Let's just keep it sounding kind of Exactly, shitty. exactly. You know so it's like, all and right. Now, and, and now that's so different from today, because now it's like, put that pitch correction all the way up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But yeah. Um, what, what's next for, for Derek Jenkins? Oh, man. I, I mean, just continuing to be creative any way I can. Mm-hmm. Any way I can. Um, just, you know, obviously music. Um, this is just a weird time right now with everything happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it, I, I don't know whether it's the perfect time to just put, push the gas pedal or if it's like the wrong time. Like sometimes it's like, it's, I don't, I can't never tell. So I've kind of been just kind of seeing what's up, man. But, you know, I'm always, I'm always making shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be more active, man. I'm trying to be yeah. more like, I'm trying to just, uh, instead of just piling up ideas, I'm trying to just let some things free. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like a hoarder of ideas right now. <laughs> yeah, that, ma- that makes a lot of sense. And and a lot of times we do that as creatives, right? We we are, it's like when you're playing jump rope and you're waiting for the right time to, to yeah. jump in and then it's like, oh, okay, the moment passed, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you just got to jump on in. Yeah, um, man, that's where I'm at. Where can, where can, so, I'm going to put every link that I can find in this um, in the description because there's you know there's the Derek Jenkins and then there's the Jink stuff. You might be able to find some Bobby Illa stuff in there. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but um, if uh, I want you to tell them anywhere that they can that you can think of now where they can find you. Um. Well, uh, everything Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, my handle is Derek on Mars, D-E-R-R-I-C-K on Mars. Um, that's pretty much the best way right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you know, looking up Derek Jenkins, D-E-R-R-I-C-K Jenkins. Just find me uh, on anything you listen to, pretty much. Uh, anything, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Tidal, whatever. It's it's all there. YouTube. Um, my YouTube is Jinx Universe TV, though. That's still, that's still with that. Jinx Universe <laughs> TV. Yeah. And and then we got to tell them about uh we got to tell them about the Funeral Kings project you had with foster mm. care. Uh mm. that if you if y'all uh if y'all YouTube or Google whatever Jinx Funeral Kings it'll come up the mixtape. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um that that was really good and then um that's the one that I was on. Yeah. And then um yeah, there's a lot I I think you guys should also check out um ganja this video came out about eight years ago and it was my yeah. first yeah it was a, it was my first interaction with like art with a rapper i knew on a professional level and not just doing things locally but doing things like yo this is like i was seeing it like yo this thing is possible like mm-hmm. people are actually doing it so y'all check that out uh, brother, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I know that. Well, we got to do it more. I'm actually, I, I, I think, well, we will talk, we talked a little bit about the brand focus and the platform, uh, where, where the platform is going. Y'all find out about that a little bit later, but I, I definitely more short term, I want to put together a conversation with different rappers. 
um, and and just analyze music from more of a more of a, a cerebral place and not just gossipy and not just you know talking about it in a weird sense, but breaking down maybe the technicality of it. I think that would be a cool idea. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, man. You'd be down for that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with it. Because, you know, we, we, we're we part of a cloth that we listen to the music from, like, a technical point, too. It's not just, oh, it sounds good or, oh, you know, the person looks good or whatever. It's technical. But until yeah. then, <laughs> we're, going, we're going to keep in touch. Uh, Derek Jenkins, everyone, thank you so much for being on, brother. Y'all stick around. Uh, I have... Some things to finish up with y'all. Derek, you stay on the line too. We're going to talk a little bit after. Uh, for the, in the meantime, say peace to the people. Hey, thanks y'all for, for listening. Hope, uh, come rock with me, man. Hit me up. Um, let's kick it, man. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to build. So hit me. <laughs> All right. Peace. What'd y'all think about my brother? Wasn't he amazing? Wasn't that fun? Look, if you are offended at all, let me just make this disclaimer, right? If you are offended at all, this is a platform for all of us, all of our voices, all of our opinions, all of our thoughts, right? We can't, we, we don't do that here. We don't do the the censoring and the, nah, this is a voice for all of us. And I always say this, if you don't like something that has been said on any interview, how we quickly remedy that is you come do one, right? You come share your opinion. You come balance out the opinion that you don't like or the voice that you don't like or the perspective that you don't agree with with your own opinion and your own perspective and your own voice. This platform is always open. This is not my platform. This is not the Kyle show. This is our platform. This is Finding Good Times. This is good radio. Think good. See good. Do good, but most importantly, be good. I love y'all. Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms, and of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting. Most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.